The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Test, test. Hey, man. And we're back. Yeah, it's Cincinnati WKRP. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a blast from the past. Have you watched uh, The House of Amityville? No. Have you watched House of a Thousand Corpses? I have. Have you watched The Children Under the House? <laughs> that, that's not a movie. Uh, <laughs> There's if you if you haven't noticed there's a theme. Uh, Bobby, would you like to uh, state the obvious I of what's happening I right can't. now? I now, can't. granted, you guys are listening to this on a Tuesday. We're recording on Friday, so there's not going to be there's probably one and a half days of what's happening right now. So anything could happen in that time. But as far as right now is concerned, what's been transpiring for our well-oiled machine? Yeah, so my guess is by Tuesday this will be resolved. I think so. One way or the other. I think so. <clears throat> Sounds like they're coming close to a deal in the House of Representatives <laughs> to elect a new Speaker of the House, which has been some of those gorgeous political theater. It's sad and oh, yeah. funny and intriguing all at the same time. Uh, it takes 218 votes for you people out there that don't care about politics. I totally understand. It's please never pay attention. But for people who do care, it takes 218 votes for the House of Representatives to vote in Speaker of the House, which, by the way, is the number three person on the list to become president. Yep. So for any given reason, the president, vice president, are not there or pass away, that person would then become acting president. Yes. Right? So it's it's not it's nothing to fuck around with. They don't have a tremendous amount of power. They have the power to select committee members and select chairs. That's a big deal. Granted. No, it it really is. They control a lot of the purse strings. A hundred percent. You know. So they can make things very difficult for good programs to happen. They can spend a lot of money on dumb shit. So who is it that was running for Speaker of the House? Paul McCartney. (laughs) Kevin. McCarthy. McDonald. (laughs) I I forget his name. 
He's becoming Hart. slowly irrelevant in the annals of history. And then on the Democratic side, we had Hakeem, Hakeem Jeffries, Jeffries. Which the, the Dems only have 212 votes. They voted every single time. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Because they're, they're a coalition. They stand strong when it comes to that. For as much as I don't like the Democrats and a lot of the bullshit corporate Democrat stuff they do by virtue of being corporate apologists and, you know, they Democrats are horrible when it comes to their donors want stuff and the Dems are okay giving it to them. It's give rich people more money. That's that's I mean, I'm not trying to plan it like. These people are fucking perfect and these people aren't. They're all kind of bad in a way. However, it's the first time in almost 200 years that this has happened. Yeah. Remember, America is not that old. So when I say that, it means something. But this is the first time a, a, a majority hasn't decided upon a speaker. This is supposed to be a ceremonial event. It's not supposed to be a real vote. It's supposed to be we get together, everybody claps and goes home. So four days later, five days later, here we are. Yeah. Um, and guess what, guys? If you voted for any one of those people that are on the other side, this is what the next two years is going to look like. It's going to be a clown show, shit show. And honestly, the, the Republican Party is going to come out looking horrible because of it. They're not going to come out of this looking anything other than laughable. Speaking of optics, yeah, <laughs> a newly elected member of Congress. Oh, uh, Mr. George Santos, <laughs> George Sittler. <laughs> um, at his swearing-in ceremony. Yeah. Wow. And we don't need to backtrack on Santos. Lied about everything. Horrible person. We know who he is. Possibly up for charges in Brazil. And said he was sworn in when he wasn't yesterday. Like, this guy is, boy, if this is who you want, God bless your soul. So when he got sworn in, you showed me this. He flashes a the classic OK symbol um, white nationalist salute. White nationalist salute. Um, is that I don't know if it's a salute as much as it's like solidarity it's a, kind of. It's a solidarity because remember when this first started, there'd be like people in fire departments and police departments yeah, that were throwing up the okay and subsequently got them fired and censured and things yeah. like that. So this guy, first day. First day. Not only is he under the biggest microscope. Gross. But he thought it'd be a good, good idea to go heil. And do the okay underneath. I mean, yeah. this is, you know, Baphomet is, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the sign of the apocalypse. 100%, when dude. This piece of shit. What the fuck? That has never done a single thing in his life. We cannot be okay with this. I Okay, somebody, I this is what I'm waiting for. And maybe I'm a pie in the sky, naive idiot. I'm waiting for somebody on the right. Like, we have defectors on the left, right? You have your Bernie Sanders and your people that won't play games with their... And he's an independent. But what I'm saying is, you have these people that are outliers that, regardless of what's happening, maintain the dignity of office. Who are... Outside of Adam Kinzinger, who was on the Jan 6 committee, who's now not 
in in office. He just got hired by CNN, I think. Sounds about right. I thought it would be Enron. Um, Adam King, <laughs> who, although being on the right, seems to be um, seems to be interested in seeing some sort of truth. And Liz Cheney, who, by the way, voted ninety five percent with Donald Trump. To call her a fucking uh, a fucking uh, rebel is yeah. hilarious. A rhino, a rhino. She's just looking for the same truth everybody else is. Who is going to be in the Republican parties that's finally going to go like? Who's going to call bullshit the Republican Party? Or do I you have, think that's even possible right now? There, I don't know. I don't I mean, have honestly, an answer to that question. I mean. There was a time I remember we had people like Lincoln Chafee or I mean there were Yeah, kind of constitutional constitutional Republicans. Republicans. Yeah. You know, you could watch George Will on Sunday mornings like actually be a Republican um thinker and pundit and actually was elocution he, he 100%. Was, he, he knew how to talk and he made sense. Yeah. I grew up with that kind yeah. of thought. So, like, I actually would waver back and forth because I felt like there were smart people on both sides of the aisle. How do you feel now? I feel like most of them are morons. Come on. Now, I'm not going to equivocate. Right now, the Republicans are leading the league in fucking dipshittery. It is fucking bullshit. They're breaking records in dipshittery. This is embarrassing. It's the embarrassing. fact that Lauren Boebert is in a position to cause this much commotion. She's been like sort of the spiritual lead of this fucking thing. Uh, Gates, I would say, would Gates be is probably one. the the brain behind but it. Right behind her, behind her would be uh, um, obviously Boebert. But there's a couple other big loudmouths within the context of that. I guess Gozar flipped. Yeah, like as we stand now recording, they're back down to five, and he needs less than four. So the people that are left standing voting for House are the hardcorest of the bunch. Yeah, the rest of them were playing. They want to be able to go back and say, "See, we fought for you, and we were." Means nothing. It's pointless. It's and toothless. as we sit here in Colorado District Three, we are represented. Represented. By Lauren Boebert. Who she won- is our representative. So she, and by the way, her entire district constitutes Grand Junction, Pueblo, Pueblo. Um, Colorado Springs. Uh, it's not the Springs no, not anymore, the springs. but somehow it winds its way to the east of Denver, which is nothing but farmland and my assholes. question to you, my, my beautiful friend, um, is looking at the population of her district, how easy is it? to have an R next to your name and win based you, on population. I don't see how you lose. How do you lose? What there, does she win by? <clears throat> there are three strongholds in our district, yeah. which are Aspen, Telluride, and Durango. Yeah. Where we're at. Yeah. And <laughs> if you can we constitute population-wise, we're nothing. Nothing. Right. And if you go 20 minutes east or 20 minutes mm-hmm. west... Of this little town. It's banjos. It's, yeah. Yeah. Pagosa, Cortez, yeah. Uh, Montezuma County, and Archuleta County, basically, yeah, is what we're get talking her done. about. It's all it's get, get her, her done, done shit. Yeah. Yep. And she only won by 500 votes. Yeah. Writing's on the wall. Yeah. So, for the next two years, this 
unbelievably dysfunctional house is going to have two years to prove to people what they can do. Yeah. And it's going to go poorly for them. I think we're going to wrap up the fucking trifecta next. I think 24. I think they're going to shit the bed so bad. I don't see how this goes well. It's not going to go well for them or any of us. But they don't. That's what we're talking about. Wouldn't it be cool, like, to have a divided government that actually both sides have, like, policy discussions and we're not even there yet. Come bro. up with compromises. We're talking about and laptops no, and they just, want to go after Fauci. I this mean, this is all fucking. It's culture war, fear porn, bullshit, and that's all they're good at now. They have a what's the last legislative thing that the House Republicans have offered outside of fucking uh, gay bills and fucking trans bathrooms? I couldn't tell you. No, because there hasn't been any. No. They haven't done shit. When they were in control of all three houses, they were so dick hard about immigration, did nothing. They had the opportunity to do it because they know as well as we do that that is just a scare tactic for all of their constituencies. When you get Brenda, the 60-year-old fucking, <laughs> uh, fucking, I fucking hate Brenda. law clerk. That, you know, her and her husband go out and shoot cans on the weekend and she can't even tie her shoes because she's got the gunt of guns and her husband's about a second away from blowing a blood vessel because all he can eat is fucking raw steak. Those people, that's who's running our country right now, by the way. But yeah. anyway, I love I love being here with you, Bobby. Thank you. Well, let's start there. No, sorry, guys. But this has been a really no, big week. No, this has been a big week. We, we just have to talk about it. Vomited. And we haven't been here for a couple of weeks. No, and we vomited this out. So yeah. thank you for listening. We're going to get down to the funky funk funkovich of the entire situation. Right? I would like to introduce and welcome my friend to the whiskiest of reels. Yeah, brother. And the riskiest of wheels. Woo! My dear friend, Aaron Antonio Branderas of the Rome Branderas. He is the hammer of destruction. Fuck yeah, brother. Wolfgang Fuck is in the house. Fuck yeah. Just mixing up some stew. (laughs) Some dirty stew. Just some dirty stew. It's got like unbroken beef broth chunks in it. It's disgusting. Beets. It's just lots of beets for no reason. (laughs) Um, I said I just had some beef and beet stew. <laughs> yeah, at the deli, they call that it's borscht. It's fabulous. Yeah, it was but really good. I've had borscht. Borscht has cabbage. No, in it too, listen, doesn't it? listen. Okay, I've had bor- real borscht from an actual Russian uh, mail order bride. It was my friend, not my fault. So she made borscht borscht, like real deal, and it was traditional beet soup. So it had the coloring to it, but it had chunks of beef in it with a big glob of sour cream on top. And it was phenomenal. Dude. Don't be scared of borscht. Don't be scared of beets, you little children. Have you noticed that some people don't love sour cream? It's, I I say this, children don't like sour cream. There's not a lot of adults. I know some grownups that don't. They also only eat brown food. And there's that person. Can you? You had Deacon on your podcast. I did. He eats beige food. Yeah. And he doesn't eat anything cream-based. It's very limiting and stunted. So everything in his diet is brown. Beige. Or brown. It's it's the... There's a rainbow Because he does drink whiskey. um, Which is brown. 
But he, he's and he's fairly prodigious. He was he was excited <laughs> because he made his first gourmet meal and it was bacon nachos with shrimp and chicken quesadillas. Wow. That to him bringing it. I mean, dude, fuck you Applebee's. Aww. Um he's a good for, kid. Good for him. Whatever. He's, he's a good kid. He's going to die of cirrhosis. I know. I just don't want him to uh, fucking die. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, no, we're we're all walking that race. With we that are, show, buddy. I love it, brother. <laughs> that being said, welcome back to the whiskeys, the reels, and the riskiest of wheels. Sitting across from me is what I would like to call in 2023. Going forward, <laughs> will be known as my cocaine bear. <laughs> this is. Bobbeth Van Noys of the Tallahassee Van Noys. And just because you're the cocaine bear doesn't mean you do cocaine. I was about to say, I don't do cocaine. That's what I mean. It doesn't mean you can't be my cocaine bear. Also. And rip shit up. Via the transitive property. It doesn't yes. mean I can't do cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank it's you. it's already on your fucking mantle, brother. Because I, I, I remember that shit was fun. That It used to be fun. It used to be fun. Now it's not. Okay. That's um, fair. Just saying. That's um, fair. I mean, use responsibly. Uh, <laughs> get an Uber. <laughs> Welcome back. We took a week off. We had to. It was kind of narbar. Bobby wasn't, you know, his voice was kind of kaputsky. Which was, you might notice is still not 100%. It's not 100 but you sound great, brother. Those this is dulcet the, tones. Dude, this is the worst flu of all time. Yeah, man. And, you know. Outside of the Spanish, which was... I hear, several, I hear several was, million people. I hear was an issue. <laughs> that was a uh, bit of an upheaval. Still blaming the Spanish. Yep. See? Still blaming the immigrants. See how they do it, guys? <laughs> Fucking whitey. Uh, <laughs> we couldn't do it last week. We took a week off, which is fine. Also, the weather here in old Durangi, not exceptionally great. Gross. It was painful to be outside. It's a little bit lighter, a little bit brighter. Uh you know, come on, shout me now. Come yeah. on, shout me now. We're back in action, and I'm very happy to be back. Obviously, you heard our rant in the beginning about politics. I promise you. That's it. We will not do that again. We're all going to talk about fun stuff, maybe butt stuff. We don't know. This is why we have conversations. God, I have so much I could say. So much butt stuff. Uh, what we thought... Um, would be fun, A, getting a new bourbon that we haven't done the program. So Bobby picked this up. This is a new one. We've never done this. We've, which we all know it, but we've never done it. Well, people who drink a lot of bourbon know it. A lot of you might not know it, but just pay attention to what Mr. Van Noyce is going to say to you. So right this is a, a distillery that when you walk into a liquor store, you're like, oh, I only have $12. And I, <laughs> this was a little more expensive than that. This was a little more expensive than twelve dollars. Yes. But what I'm saying is, this has never been received as a higher end bourbon company. No, this would be mid to low shelf, possibly well. Yeah, hundred percent. That's fair. Yeah, I'm sure that Ezra Books. That's what we're talking about. Ezra Brooks. Ezra. Let me. Not a uh, lot of Ezras anymore. No, I no. know. Ever since Better Than Ezra. It's a shame. No good. more Ezra's. By the way, good band. Fine. They were fine. They were... They weren't Three Doors Down. They were better than Three Doors Down. But they were better down, than Ezra. Which is the most <laughs> useless argument that you could ever yeah. fucking have. That was awesome, though. That's amazing. That was great. Um, so I picked up Ezra Books, 
Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. They have recently changed their uh, process. Very sexy. Is what we were told. This bottle looks nice. It's, it's a it, nice it, looking bottle. It looks bottle. like a $40, $50 bottle. It really they did a does. great job with the packaging. They've upped the ante <laughs> on the ABV. This, is, uh, <laughs> this little motherfucker is a 99 proof, which to you layman checks out to 49.5%. Somewhere around there. And it it carries a lot of that weight. It, 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 talk but about it. Talk about it. It's. I was shocked at how hot this wasn't. It has warmth. It It is hot on the palate. But it did not dis- destroy me no. when I put it in my face. It's not bullet. Because when I go for... Dude, bullet 100. Mm. What is with that whiskey, I don't know. by the it's way? It's hot. It's hot. Why did they make it like that? Sometimes people like that. Ugh. They like the like whoo. Ugh. You know what I mean? Just they that also feeling. like doing a round of golf and murdering their wives. They do. You know what I mean? They I put do. bullet and then drinkers they bury in the her same, on the golf course at the at fucking the nine, <sighs> right under the green, just right there, and they just putt on just top right of there. her forever. And then they're like, she fell down she the fell stairs. Down. Yeah, <laughs> she took too much. Bike it in <laughs> of what we gave her of what I'm taking currently. Yeah. So Anyhow. Ezra Brooks, um, what do you get? You you and I disagreed initially when we first drank this, but you drank it neat initially. Yeah. And I drank and it. And you on got it ice. diluted. I added a little touch diluted, and you made a comment about the sweetness of it. The, it's uh, neat. It's caramel rocket fuel. Yes. And I'm not saying that disparagingly. I have one thing I need to say, and I got to get out of the way just because it's tormenting me. I got 99 proofs, and a Brooks ain't one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had it, and I, like I needed that. to release it. I like that. Um, this, it's 100, let's just call it what it is. It's 100 proof. Um, it, you guys have all had these bourbons before. You know what it can be? Firewise, a la bullet that we alluded to, but you also know what it can be like being super restrained and they balance it on the on the back end. So initially with alcohol, it's going to rip through the the attack in mid palate. And then hopefully if they've done their job, it's going to calm the fuck down and settle down. And honestly, for Bobby, what did you pay for this? Oh, it was less than 30. Dude, it was like 26, 27. Yeah, 26, yeah. Uh, if you're doing, and I oh, I hope you all do this eventually, learn how to make a good Manhattan. Learn how to make oh, a good so old-fashioned. But learn so how to do it easy. right. And then have people over for like a game night or a movie night and just make it like an old-fashioned night or something. It's super fun. It's easy. This is a really good bourbon to use for that. Like as a as a plonky sort of like baseline bourbon, it's got all the characteristics. Neat. It's got caramel, vanillins, and heat. When you dilute it, there's a little bit more of that white peppercorn and apple, and it starts to express itself differently. But I don't think anybody's going to sit back and tip a bottle of Ezra Books on some ice and think about the last you know 50 years of their life. This no. isn't thinking bourbon. It's good mixing bourbon. It's a really nice mixing corny. Yeah. And when I super, say corny, I don't mean corny. I don't mean corny in the sense that it's like 
you know, old fashioned. I mean, it's corny. In yeah, the you're not like Seth Rogen corny. It's not that kind right. of corny. This is corny in the sense that the mash bill, I think, is probably a little heavier on corn than a lot of bourbons. Let's go. It's what do you think little, it is? I don't know. We could look it up. No, but, no, no. Let's call it and then look it up. Ah, 59. I'm going 70. Whoa. Yep. Bro. Don't fuck with me, bro. You are. You Stop are, it. You're going hard. Keep talking while I look this I up. Got, so, again, anything under 30 that you can get with this good of a pack. Like, this is a bourbon you can pick up, give to somebody. And because of the packaging, they're going to think it's more expensive if they don't know bourbon. Um, it's It's got enough heat to mix. It's got enough of a fucking wagon it's dragging. So, where you can sip it. We're doing it over ice. It's great diluted. It really expresses itself. All that surface area spreads out. You get all the apple and there's a little bit of like apricot and you get some like nuanced cinnamon and all the barreling feels to it. But it would really work. I don't think you can let leave this out on a cliff no. as a mixer. But with some help, I, I guarantee you, you would not be able to tell the difference between this and better or I should say more expensive bourbons. The wagoniest of wheels and the wheeliest of wagons has this, and it's about 27 bucks. I highly recommend it for you people out there trying to do bourbon cocktailing. Yeah, I would call this a buy. And making shit up. This is a buy for the price, for sure. Really good job, great packaging. They increased the proof from 90 to 99, and I think they did themselves a service by doing so. It's it it's yeah. wearing well. Online it it the median price is twenty five bucks. Dude, what the fuck? Also the median uh on their match bill doesn't exist. They don't I can't find it anywhere. Well, so we're we're just gonna live in our own fantasies and pretend what we will. I would just say it's definitely higher corn I mean, well, it's obvi- required. It's, it's obviously higher corn than everything else yeah. because that's the requirement, but yeah. I think that it's higher corn than you would expect. Yeah. I'm going to say the the, out, the ABV cuts the corn. That yes. is high corn and the ABV cuts it. So it feels less sweet, which is a really clever Yeah, thing corn to can do. be a little um, syrupy. And, it's, and, it's cloying. Cloying. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. candy bar. Yeah. We're not big fans of corn whiskey here. We drink them. We understand them. They just don't have a lot of utility. We like that rye pop. Hey, bruh. Hey, uh... Anywho. So we took a couple of weeks off. And this is... what We're in the future. This will be in the future. We're in the future. When you guys are hearing this. Um, But we're in the future now. Today's the sixth. Phase shifting. You will be hearing this on the 10th? Ish. Yeah. Um, But we're in 2023. Guys, that's some Blade Runner shit. It is some Blade Runner shit. That's Although that was saying. 2019, I know, but I'm saying when you the alliteration so this year, of 2023 this year feels is future. actually the year that Zardoz was based in. Do you remember oh, Zardoz, no, the dude. Sean Connery fucking? Oh my god, where he wore the red yes. singlet thing. That's this amazing, is the year the that Zardoz happened. That's amazing. Yeah. He's just smacking um, bitches dude. left and right. Shut up, you Trump. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. We're in the future, and as we are want to do in the future, we're going to talk about things that are important to us. You don't just tune in to see about 
mine and Bobby's sexual exploits or relationship problems, nor do you necessarily come in to see what we're drinking. What you really come here to see and hear is our opinions about media, especially going forward. 2023 on paper is going to be a nut kicker, man. Disney's got 23 movies it's releasing. Big year. And you know how much property they own. But outside of that, we don't even have the A24s in yet. Like, we don't have a lot of those studios that we're, like, excited about necessarily. But we've compiled a list of movies that you knuckleheads are going to watch next year that we are very excited about. Although, maybe not excited, interested in. We're definitely intrigued by some of these. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So, what, uh, what do we got first? We can start off. You've I'm gonna, got the list. I'm going to go down the list, and Bobby and I can go back and forth on this. I'm going to start with Bobby's um, spiritual advisor. Oh, in a lot of ways. Oh, it's his mentor. Go on. It's um, everything Bobby never did in his life. This he's man my, has done. He's my world. He's your world. Uh, we're going to talk about, and don't get me wrong, don't get fucked up by the number of numbers that I'm about to say, Mission Impossible 6. Um, this is a part one of a dual part This one is series. called Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning. And featuring, I don't know if you've heard of him, Tom Cruise. And <laughs> if you don't know the MI series, I always go over this with Rex. I'm like, you would love this series outside of... We yeah. don't, we don't speak its name. Uh, that one that we don't talk about. Uh, if you have watched this entire series, could not be more fun and smart and beautiful and acted well and fucking they dropped all the fucking coin on this shit. So we do have the next MI. And so Bobby yeah, couldn't be happier. And it is part one of two. It's going. This is this will come out this this year and next year will be the. Possible finale for Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, well he's at least 75. For Tom Cruise. I mean, Isn't he? Not, no. Where, where he's is like he? 60. 68? He's, he's fine. He's okay. 60. Oh, sorry. And he looks like a goddamn suspended animation creature. It's dude, weird, dude. I guess Zeno has blessed him. Yeah. Yeah, let's um, be honest. I don't know anything about this film because plot wise, we've won't. been told nothing. Um, I know that it has some of our favorites. We're going to get Ving Rames. We're going to get Simon. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Hey. We're going to get Simon Pegg. Yes, sir. Um, Christopher McQuarrie's still directing. Great. Who has directed the last three. So it's going to be fucking. It's going to be good. Fun as shit. It's going to be good. It's fun. Come on. These MI movies are fun. Let's let's move They're on to the next one. Ridiculous. They're, and dude, from a production standpoint, they're really hard to not look at. They're really impressive. Even if you don't like this style of movie, thriller, spy, action, there's undoubtedly a high level of production yes. on this shit. Going on, we're going to get this out of the way. We're going to talk a little Marvel Universe Ooh. and get it out of the way. We've got several, I haven't even heard about this. We've got several <laughs> offerings um, of various... Parts of the universe. We've got the next Ant-Man and Wasp. Okay. I like this. Okay. Because I very underrated within the canon of what's been happening with everything. Well, 
The funny thing about this film, from what I'm gathering, right, just from reading articles and whatever, and the inclusion of Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. Kang Kang means that this is going to kind of be the kickoff of this, like, the uh, next big The next big phase. Yeah, I agree. Because he's going to be the next big villain. Kang is, you thought fucking Thanos was a bad boy. Yeah, buckle up. Buckle up for Kang. But that, uh, who doesn't love Paul Rudd in anything, doing anything ever? Evangeline Uh, Lilly coming back. Michael Douglas, smoke show. Back. Um, who's the, the fucking dude? Uh, oh, fucking uh, Michael Pena. Pena. Oh my god, he's so good. He's the best. Another them. Scientologist might be um, the best thing in the fucking MCU. <laughs> Another Scientologist. Uh, <coughs> we've got two other offerings that we know about. There's probably going to be some stuff. Other. Uh, we're not talking TV. Just no. Right. These are films. So the last Guardians. Oh yeah, is yeah. going to happen. That's happening. We love the franchise. I even like those little um, those little blurby things they've done on Netflix, like for Christmas and Christmas stuff. special. Very yeah. cute. Very yeah. well done. It was cute. It, it's hard not to love this franchise. Well, James I'm, Gunn subsequently is going to become the Ki- Kevin Feige of DC. Yes. So Kevin Feige has been the mastermind of the DC, uh, the Marvel MCU, Universe yeah. for the for the last fucking fifteen years. They're going to try to counterbalance that with James Gunn trading teams, fucking traitor, and going to DC, who needs so much help. I'm sorry, Sean Moe, but your franchises you love are dog shit, and they need to find a way, because the characters are good, the stories are good. I don't know why they've never been able to hit a home run in DC, outside of the obvious ones. We know Batmans have done well in certain stuff. Yeah. But on mass, the DC universe has done nothing but disappoint. I was going to say, like, the one thing I'm worried about is I loved the Batman, the Robert Pattinson. I did too. Film. I thought it was fucking awesome. I do not. We saw that too. I don't want James Gunn to fuck that up for us. No. Because that was, I thought that was. It was a great direction. Exceptionally done. I've never seen Batman humanized. I thought that the last Wonder Woman movie was. The Maybe biggest pile of shit. The most. I've never seen a drop off from Go a on. cliff. Oh, from that first one, dude, to the next one. First one was so good. First one is one of the best things they've done in DC in fucking twenty years. And then the second one, same director, oh same screenwriter, God. same cast, and holy cow, cocaine fueled nightmares. That that's movie, the only way I can. That explain movie it. was. Poop. Sweet Jesus. Poop. Um, and then moving on, some I'm excited about. One of my favorite Marvel properties of the last five years, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Um, oh, okay. <clears throat> We're going to take a second on this one. Okay. Take your take your moments, sir. Well, I think it's fair to give um, props to Sony. Sony has owned the rights to Spider-Man right. for fucking forever. Ever. And right. they've had mixed results. With what they've done. They also gave us Spider-Man 2, which um, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2. They've had more hits than misses. At that point, was by far the best fucking superhero movie that had ever been made. Easily. People forget about that, right? But but I'm saying on mass, Spider-Man films have done better than they haven't. Spider-Man is a very accessible, fun 
um, character. Yeah. It, it appeals to younger folks, which obviously translates into dollars. Yep. The fucking Into the Spider-Verse movie. Blew the Miles Morales. Blew my mind. It I, I, and, and if you guys haven't seen it, I mean, Miles Morales is such a cool, sweet character. It's so much fun. And it's also um, inc- it's also inclusive. And it's oh, pretty. And, and dude, <laughs> please do that. Yeah, no, that's okay. Right. That's Bobby right. is using a children. Don't say that. I'm gonna. Don't I'm not say gonna that. say the name. Don't no. Just don't say oh, that. I'm not gonna don't say, say anything. That. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I won't say anything. No. Um. Yeah. No. But there's a, a a hyper relevant character considering the times we're in. This is a biracial character that becomes Spider Man. The animation <sighs> in this was so. Fucking good. Stop it. I'm a big, I'm not a big anime guy. I pick and choose what I watch. I'm not like a a lolly kid or watch any of that fucking really disturbingly gross shit. I'm just saying I love a goddamn good drawn thing. And fuck you. If this was not some of the most impressive work I've seen from America. It's probably my favorite animated film of the last decade at least. Yeah, I it's mean, beautiful. I mean, and to think they're going to revisit and, that. And then they couple that with a great story, really, really Fuck yeah. fucking adventurously like challenging takes they took the on characters. The cameos in it. The cameos. Nicolas Cage as Mulvaney. Noir Spider-Man and fucking Mulaney no, doing the Mulaney, spider pig. And fucking, I mean, and then the soundtrack is it's fucking awesome. Fire. Yeah. It's Fire. So we get the next chapter of that. So we get the next chapter. If you haven't watched that, please watch that. Oh my you go goodness! Into this. You're kids. you're killing yourselves. Into the Spider Verse. You need to let yourself go and just watch that. We're show. gonna talk about a couple other things. Bring it. We're gonna talk about something you brought to my attention, which is the newest installation of the Evil Dead series. Oh, called my God, Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise. This is, um, I think, a follow-up to the 2013 Fetty Alvarez remake of The Evil Dead. Which, honestly, if you go pound for pound for remakes, if you can push this out of the top three remakes of all time, I would like to hear about it. No fucking way. Yeah. No fucking way. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. I think it's... One of the scariest things I've ever seen. I mean, honestly, the only thing that even leaps into my head when it comes to horror remakes would be The Thing... And the Dawn of the Dead that uh, Zach did. If you're going to throw those two against this, then this is number one. I agree. I agree. I I only said that to hedge my bet. This is hard to fuck with. Evil Dead had a lot of comedy to it. The remake, not a lot of yucks. Not funny. Not a lot of yucks. I will say this, though, and this is not the movie we're talking about. This is the 2013 remake. And I'm hoping, praying... As we look forward, it's in the same vein. that this is in the same vein, yeah. and from what I've seen in the trailer, holy shit, it's very much in the fucking same vein. There's a scene, yeah, in the trailer involving a fucking <laughs> cheese, cheese grater, grater dude. that <laughs> I fucking lost my we shit. We saw it like, in the trailer. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. this can't. Ha- so this can't happen. What they're looking at this as is instead of sticking the same group of people in a cabin, which has been the literal baseline for every Evil Dead movie, um, it's 
evolving. So now this virus has gone outside, and now it's a mom taking care of her kids. Yeah. Which you just write your own fuck uppery. Uh, it looks amazing. and I It looks wait. so good. Uh, another weird one. Well, uh, another weird one, which, look, you either love Shamalama Ding Dong or you don't. If you're a big We're fan in the house that Shamalama Ding Dong built. built. So. I know. I know. So speak in <laughs> reverence. Uh, there's a new movie called Knock at the Cabin, uh, which uh, has Batista in it and has a bunch of people. Essentially, the premise being there's a family on vacation. They get a knock at the door, and it's a bunch of cultists saying that it's the end of the world and holding them hostage for a specific reason. Great premise. Oh, it's a great premise. The acting, the actors in it, go look it up yourself. Knock at the cabin. I'm hoping M. Night pulls his fucking magic that he still has to a certain degree. I'm, I haven't given up hope on Shen Um That's going to be fun. Uh you mentioned to me that David Gordon Green, who is responsible oh. for directing the Halloweens. Can I talk about the, David Gordon Green for I, a I, moment? I, I, I really don't want you to. I need um, I need 120 seconds. I, I'm gonna I, it makes me want so David Gordon Green, if you if you know, if you love, if you admire the Halloween franchise, he has been responsible for the newest versions of those. Uh from a directorial standpoint. So right. Halloween, Halloween Kills, and, and Halloween, Halloween Ends are David um, Gordon Green properties. One of those three were really good. Yes. You decide which one. Um, he is going to saddle up and put on his shoulders one of the most endeared franchises <laughs> in horror history, which is The Exorcist. I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big exorcist guy. Not two, obviously. But one and th- three being one of my favorite nobody ever watched it movies. I don't know if Exorcist 3 is still on our timeline. Because in the old days of yeah. the Whiskey Reel, we did a two-parter. On this. On Exorcist 3. It's that good. It's that good. And we were that drunk. We were so hammered. It is one of um, the worst things you can ever listen it's to. It's phenomenal. And you'll never laugh harder. Yeah. Than- it's scary as shit. Exorcist 3, honestly, might be one of the scariest horror movies of all time. So here's my beef bringing right. that up. Yeah. Why if David is Gordon Green, David Gordon Green is going to make a direct sequel to the first Exorcist, that means Exorcist 3, from a canonical standpoint, just goes away. Like It's, it's like it never happened. It's like the jump scare... With the fucking clipper thing Stop. in the hallway never happened. Best which jump is scare of all time. The greatest jump scare of all in time. the history of film. People think we're being hyperbolic. Fuck. That was the scariest jump scare of cinema history. E-za-ly. There is not a better fucking jump scare. Watch the director's cut of Exorcist 3. I fucking dare you. Good luck. Watch it at night by yourself in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Let's have fun with you, that. Let's see how you feel about your life. Have fun with that. Um, I don't like them. It feels like what they're going to do is have a synthesized, modernized version of The Exorcist, which is what made it brilliant was the practical effects and the dirtiness of it. And it felt it was so difficult and clunky. What they're going to do is smooth out the rough edges and it's going to lose all of its potency. I already know what's going to happen. Um, 
That being said. Well, we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to that. (laughs) Uh, Some of the shit we are looking forward to, two things specifically, are sequels and parts of a uh, a universe. Okay. Number one is Dune 2. Okay. Let's go, bitch. Uh, Denny Villeneuve. uh, Your boyfriend. Fucking crushed it with the first Dune. There's no I mean, first of all... His body of work is kind of unimpeachable. But this specifically, he took on the fucking white elephant. He took on the thing that nobody wanted to take on. Other than David Lynch and Jodorowsky, he's like the only guy who was like, oh, I can do this. Imagine fucking believable. Lynchian Dune. He took on a novel that is <laughs> the first thing that comes out of everybody's fucking mouth when they talk about this novel is unfilmable. 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 He filmed the fuck. And he fucking out of the it. first half Beautiful. of that fucking first novel. Beautiful. It's fabulous. Visually acted, cast, written, pacing. It, it, you're getting close to perfect movie status. I mean, you talk gravity, um, unbelievable philosophy, the politics yeah. behind it, like unbelievable. he, and then fucking, you got a scars guard as Harkonnen. You always have to have a scars guard. Bring in a scars guard. When are you doubt, making a movie without a scars guard? Bring in a scars guard, you motherfucker. How old is the character? Oh, we need that scars guard. Yeah, you got yeah. eight generations of scars. <laughs> yeah, guard. it's so fucked up. <laughs> but Dune two. We can't suppose. You all know how much we love Dune. We talked about it on the program. Um, I don't think we need to go down the rabbit hole of the anticipation. I am watching that with Bobby and Rex and hopefully Sean in a theater where it deserves That's happening. the attention. That is happening. Um, another theater-only movie that I'm watching is something that snuck out of the darkness and then became a worldwide phenomenon and has created a literal, its own MCU, which is John Wick 4. Oh. If you're not excited. Bruh. And it has a scars guard. Yeah. This one has uh, Bill. Yeah, this is Bill Skarsgård. Totally, right? dude. Yeah. It's one of them. Oh. Just throw any scars. It's a scars guard. Um, this franchise is, has done nothing but stroked me cleanly. And it's accepted me into its mouth. When we're talking about it's action series. Stop it. We've already talked about Mission Impossible, which I think I would hold up. But as, apples and oranges. Kind of. For action. But just talking about action, though, like just quality of fucking Fuck. content. I think John Wick and Mission Impossible, James Bond's probably trailing behind. I don't consider you know that I mean? in the same. I don't either. I think we're talking about one of the greatest action genre fucking films. Well, used to be a trilogy. This universe is going to go down. This is like Zatoichi. Well, and another thing we're getting this year, this goes off topic a little bit. We're getting the Continental Television Show. Fuck yeah. Which, funny, because I just showed Rex the Artemis. Which, it's unfortunate people hate that movie. Because it's so much fun borrowing some of the same principles yes. as the Continental. But the acting in it, you got Jody, old Jay Foster, dude, yeah. killing it. Um, it was a great... I, I enjoy that movie quite a bit. Anyway, this... They they started with a... 
worst marketing of any film I've ever seen was the original John Wick. All they did was a guy's dog dies and then he kills people. That was it. There was nothing else. And we discovered through word of mouth and the internet and everything how crazy that movie was. And they managed to parlay this. John Wick 4 may be one of the biggest movies of the year. I'm I hope so. Box office. I hope so. It. Everybody's gonna want to see this movie. I actually. I went to John Wick um, by myself in the afternoon opening day. How because happy were you? I just watched the trailer and I was How like, "How happy were you?" God, that looks fucking fun, and I don't want to go to work. How happy were you, dude? That was I, not what you expected. No, fuck no. That movie. Is I walked not out of the theater expected. on fucking clouds. Yeah, you're like, did you see that? That's, did you see that? Yeah. Oh no, what we were all no. It? We were literally talking, yeah, walking totally. out of the theater. All of us, like the six of what us. What the fuck? That were in the theater, like we just saw that. I love right? that. I love that exp- that human experience that you get. Yeah. Um, uh, Wick yeah. four. Let's go. Love it. We've got two more to talk about. Two more. One is our timing is exceptional. Thank you, sir. Uh, one is I want to ask you a question, Bobby. Out of every franchise that we've grown up with. Okay. And there's a lot of franchises. You have Jaws, you have Star Wars, you have you have so many franchises that we grew up with and hold dearly. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Why is, and I'm not faulting Chalamet, because apparently he can do whatever he wants to do. He's a gorgeous little trans baby. I love Chalamet. He is beautiful boy. He's Paul Atreides. He is beautiful boy. More deep. Um, I have not seen the one where they're both cannibals together yet, but I'm looking forward to it because the soundtrack is bomb. Um, have you? Did you? No. Do you know about that one? Uh-uh. It's two cannibals fall in love, and it's a rom. It's almost like a romantic drama with two cannibals. Oh, okay. With Chalamet, who? Oh yeah, no, I think yeah, no, I, I know, ex- I know what you're. T- I can't come up with. The I got to be in the right, but I've, I've seen it for yeah. something like that. Uh, that I've being seen said, the, I've seen the trailer and all that. Exactly. That being said, he is going to be in a remake. Go figure. Thanks, Hollywood. You got nothing else to do. He is going to be the newest Ugh. Wonka. Dude, why? Timothy Chalamet is Wonka, and the movie's called Wonka. So we don't know if it's going to be Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. We don't know if it's going to be... Um, any iteration of the novel versus the play versus the musical. Yeah. Why are we still doing this? Why? My guess is going to be a fucked off weird version that is not going to have the charm of like the original. Is it going to be Last Showman? Like maybe. Type of style yeah. where they turn it into a big and I don't musical? know. I mean, I don't want to presuppose. Come on, dude. But like, I mean, we have the perfect... Willy Wonka movie. It was made 40 years 40 ago. 40 years ago, Gene Wilder perfected that character. And that was it. So shut the fuck up. Let's stop. Can we move on to another Let's property? Move on to another Thank you. Thing. I, I couldn't agree with you more. We don't need it. We don't Chalamet's need Chalamet. A great actor. He Stick really to is. Dune, homeboy. Dude. We love you. You were banging everybody out. Have a great time. He is. Stop revisiting this particular franchise. All you're doing is digging one more shovel full of dirt over your shoulder. That's all this franchise is doing. And by the way, the Johnny Depp one was unwatchable. I like him as an actor. 
He is really talented kid. I I, I have no beef with Chalamet. No. I don't give a shit but what he does. But don't choose this. Don't do but that, don't man. do Wonka. Come it's on. It's too late. Little too late, brother. We're done. We're last done. but least. Oh. But least. No. Last and least. Oh. Ooh. Is maybe the most important film of 2023. Oh, I like this. It is called No Punches Being Pulled. This is a this is a very cerebral, um, very sort of um it's it's gonna be hard to wrap your head around it. Super Troopers Three. This is it? like Ex Machina uh, meets uh, Barton Fink meets uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters meets Time Bandits meets uh, original Blade Runner, wow. and this movie is called Cocaine Bear. <laughs> And it might be the best thing we see all year, and we don't even know it yet. Talk to me about Cocaine Bear. So the original story is this. This is, they took this episode, this is a true story. So drug dealers dumped out a bunch of fucking coke out of a plane, because they were probably either going down or whatever. It, it's really unimportant. Sure. A bear found all this cocaine, and it was something like 100 kilos. Like, this Whoa. is not bullshit. The bear almost ate all of it. So, the bear went nuts, started doing some weird stuff. Sure. I've seen Bobby after 100 kilos, and he does weird <laughs> shit. He was doing weird stuff. He eventually died, but he became like almost rabid and whatever. Somebody took that story and turned it into a tongue-in-cheek stupid parody movie called Cocaine Bear where they have a bunch of good actors yeah. and this bear is on the loose and he's high as fuck. And what does he need? He's sending it. What does he need? Cocaine. I just need a sip of water, dude. <laughs> <laughs> is that really the premise? No, dude. I okay. just added that in. Um, oh, that's fucking but- <laughs> That'd be amazing. Dude, seriously, can I just get a glass of water? Can I just water? get a glass of water? I just need a glass of water. I'm, I'm dying. I I'm can dying. barely swallow. <laughs> I can die, dude. <laughs> Cocaine Bear tops the list of 2023. Oh, I hope amazing. you enjoyed everything we have to look forward to. We're going to be talking about all of these next year. 2023. We, the future. We also have some great music that's going to come out. Unfortunately, with artists and music, it's not like a film release date. Nowadays, they move it around a little bit, granted. But with artists, I've heard a lot of stuff that's going to come out in the next two months. It's probably not. So when those drop, we'll get right back on our track. Hell yeah. In the meantime, uh, enjoy this music, and now you can use the restroom. We're going to do a little breaky-poo. Breaky-poo. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all get some cocaine bear. Cocaine bear. Let's all get some cocaine bear. (laughs) And if I don't have to pay, it's even better. COVID-19. Police shootings. Human trafficking. Unchecked male aggression. Republicans in general. Sometimes it seems as if nothing good is going to happen in this sick, twisted world. So much so that sometimes you don't even want to get out of bed. But you'll definitely want to get out of bed to get your fat ass to super happy fuck you fun time land. Vote at Bradenton, Florida's most objectionable theme park by the Watchtower. Super happy fuck yourself fun time fuck land is everything we got. 
questionable ethics. Cocaine-dusted funnel cakes. Magic Mormon underwear-friendly water slides. Pre-burned crosses. Krager brand hot dogs. Clothing-optional children's rides. Rape-free zones. And if you bring in a Diet Cream Sickle Shasta can with our logo on it, you'll get two-for-one frozen jungle juices. Super fuck your mother suck my dick time land. Be here or be dingus. Your stepdad won't even know you're here. Where are you, boy? Harrison Ford can't pick up a glass of wine at this point. You will... Well, that's not necessarily true, but like... (laughs) I don't... don't. No, I think you'll like the prequels because they have more elegance. Okay, I like that. The actors are obviously... They got A-list. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Yellowstone, obviously, and the the universe, the, the Sheridan-verse right. that's been created. Right, right, right. And it's really cool, man. Like, it's, it's well-written. I'm waiting for it to jump some sort of shark. And I'm sure it I does. haven't seen the fifth season yet. I'm getting up to that. That's why okay. I'm rewatching okay. it. But I've I'm heard it kind of kind of does. Dude, there's an end to all things, yeah. my friend. Yeah. Um, um, do you know what's not ending? The whiskey reel. Never. We're fucking here, bro. God, we are eternal. Hell or high water, we are here. We will take Ooh. you two dozen listeners and we will finish the line. Nice, we will uh, pass through the finish line, brother. Nice Taylor Sheridan you reference. Like Thank you, brother. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing Which my is best. the best thing he's ever done. I'm doing my best. Hell or High Water <laughs> is the best thing that Taylor Sheridan's it's ever a done. great fucking movie. That um, and Sicario. I just rewatched Sicario. Yes. Was he involved in Sicario? I, I don't know. I, wa- I, I thought he was. Oddly enough, rewatched it yesterday God for no damn. reason. And Well, that's you, Denny Villeneuve. You can go suck a dick on Great Sicario. Great fucking That is movie. intense as Holy fuck. shit. That being said, Brolin. if you want to indulge in what you're hearing, there's a way that you can do it. Well, Bobby guys. will tell you. You know where to find us. We're always here. We're at a liquor store on some corner. We're in Cloud City, <laughs> enjoying the fruits of our labor. Yeah, brother. You can reach out to us at 970-426-5344. Bad Cowboys. Bad Cowboys indeed, sir. That's a Nine. great name for a band. It really is. Just saying. Yeah. You guys want to use that, use Some that. sort of punkabilly. Yeah, just call Bad Cowboys. Bad and it's Cowboys. got nothing to do. It's like the national I like that. Yeah. It's like shoegazy set. <laughs> yeah. It's <like>, my <laughs> bloody Valentine. Yeah, totally. <laughs> 970-426-5344 is the number. You can send us a text message. Send us some voicemails. We miss you guys. Yes, Our bruv. feedback has lately been one thing. I know. Everybody's got shit to do. I get it. But I know all of you guys are out there. Dana. I love you very much. I saw Dana yesterday. Thank you for uh, reaching out to me. I know Kelly is still out there. Oh, yeah. I know Kylie. 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 She's out there. I think she's a character. She's undergoing an operation. Oh. um, This week. Then I wish you well, my dear. She's going to be laid up for a a little while. Well, then uh, you got nothing to do but listen to the Whiskey Room. Might need to check in on her and bring her up. Oh, sweet love. Bring her some Chinese food or something. But yeah. she's gluten-free now. She, uh, she's a glutard? She, but she actually 
recently found out that she's an actual celiac. Oh, like for real, real she or is, yoga celiac? No, no, no. For real, real. Oh boy, is a celiac. Well, she and her daughter both. Oh, ouch, ouchy, pouchy. So she's dealing with um, trying to figure out, you know, uh, <laughs> I, what is that one beer that they make um, with the yellow label? Oh, it's omnition. 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 Yeah. Like, that's going to be her life. Sucking down a lot of omniscient. That's going to be your life going forward. Which Uh, means you never get fried chicken again. Hard alcohol doesn't have a lot of gluten. Yeah. Just saying. I just want to put that out there. Want to put that out there. They also make gluten-free water. I don't know if you knew that, (laughs) but it's new on the market. It's great. One of my favorite things working at El Moro was uh, standing in front of, I don't know, $200,000 worth of alcohol mm-hmm. on that, on those shelves. And a lady is like, well, what do you have this gluten free? And I'm like, everything, 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 except for the beer tabs. Now, now granted there is a small degree as there is in all things. It's very, if you're true celiac, man, I really feel for you. Yeah, because there's bitch. so much cross contamination in kitchens. Yeah, I would almost say don't eat out. I I, I know that's really harsh. It's hard, but there's very few places that are literally gluten free. There's I mean, be you can order like a grilled chicken salad at a restaurant, and, and there's somebody's a, cutting board, somebody's knife, the yeah, air, pretty good chance, literally the air. There's going to be some fucking yeah, gluten. It, that, that's hard. Colleen, we love hard. you. We love you, Mama. Super hard. Stop we love giving, her. Yeah. So you get a little while where you don't have to write tickets. Good for you. And if you if you see Sean Moriarty's forerunner, just write him a ticket. Smash him. Just smash, smash. his dumb ass. Smash I, first. <laughs> Ask questions Ask later. Ask questions later. <laughs> <laughs> this is usually the point where we do some like music. Or no, something. but we're. But I think we're doing we're doing okay. We're right? doing okay. We're We've doing hit okay. some. We hit, we hit media hard. Okay. That being said, uh, since we haven't been here in a couple weeks, do you want to give any sort of personal updates? What's um, going on? I mean, I don't have a lot of personal updates. I am basically. Uh, <laughs> trying to keep my life together. Yeah. I'm going through post-COVID malaise uh, from, Interesting. A, from a business standpoint. Oh, God. Thank you. Um, yes. Not from like a personal standpoint. No, no, no. I'm but fine. we all, from a business standpoint, like, from a, through a business standpoint, I think I'm still fucking dealing with like... It's weird. Yeah. The, the, the Nothing lands- is the same. The landscape... And I don't know what all of you do for a living, and it might not have affected you in a certain regard, but post-COVID, the landscape of business, I'm not talking about my business, I'm not talking about Bobby's business, the landscape of business has changed. Dramatically. The terms have changed, people's view of what they should and shouldn't do have changed. Yeah. This is, we're in uncharted territory at the point, right? Yeah, yeah. I think as an IT professional, we went out during COVID and we set people up the way that we knew for years we could set them up to work. Yeah. And it was really awesome for the first year because it was like, holy shit. 
Everybody wants to work yeah. from home. I'm making yeah. scratch. I'm Let's setting go. people up. I got Let's VPNs. Go. I'm doing all this shit. Right. And then it's like, oh, no, we're cool. No, like, we're cool. Why do you think that is? Uh, because there was a business model in place that already worked. It's just that nobody wanted to adopt it because they were scared. And then COVID made them adopt it. And then what happens? It's like you can that? live without a server in your office. You right. Can right, 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 right. Work right. cloud-based fucking technologies. And, and, Let's go. And it fucked us in a lot of ways. <laughs> because Did you let all the secrets out of the box, I Bobby? fucking <laughs> gave up the ghost. <laughs> And now they don't fucking need me. No, fuck off. Because <laughs> I was just that good. Where you set them up right. I set them up right, finally, yeah. after all these years. Of and now they're them. like, holy shit, I'm set up right. You're right. This works. Bye. And now I'm like, how do I break this <laughs> so that you need me again? Backdoor buggy algorithms that fuck up all their shit. Something. That's all I'm going to say. Something. I it's going to be some sort of uh, I don't want to implicate anybody, but just saying. <laughs> how about what you, bud? What you could do is work for the current Congress. Oh. If you could get on Boebert's or Gates' IT team, it would be a gold mine, dude. Ooh. I can't even imagine being on Bobert's IT but, team. But could you? Could and you? Dude, can you imagine trying to clean up Matt Gates's browser <laughs> history? <laughs> Not without the FBI involved. Yeah. Um, you know that guy's on Reddit a uh, lot. I'm saying unsavory. Yeah, is the word I would use. He's I'm trying gonna, to fuck the government, but the government is not a 16 year old girl. So that's well put. Yeah, well put, sir. Let's yeah. put that on a T-shirt. So he's not uh, doing it well. He's not doing it well. Yeah. That's what she said. Um, I am doing great. I've got some irons in the fire, as they say in the, the business world. I think I'm going to be making a transition out of my current scope of my business into something different. I'm feeling very good about a thing, and I'll talk about it once that thing lands. But... I think I'm done with the hospitality industry in as much as restaurants and hoteliers and things of that nature. I think I'm done. I think I'm going to leave it to the rest of you guys. Yeah. It's not anything other than I don't think I have the energy for what I see coming. It's like I see a wave coming and I don't want to fight the wave anymore. I think I'm going to go in the other direction and wait for the wave to crash and then do my thing. Yeah. That's all. Um, it's becoming increasingly difficult to be very good at what I do. And not that I can't. I just think the energy required, I no longer want to give to that. I want to give that energy into something else. The the bitch of it, Aaron, to, to interrupt, is that you're good at something that's really stressful. Yeah. You know what I mean? What you're good at is managing people and managing a restaurant, managing um, bars, and that is a fucking nightmare. And, it, and it's it was a nightmare before, but it was a manageable nightmare. Yeah. Now the now the margins are too low for yeah. it to make fucking the juice seem like the squeeze. Yeah. That's yeah. all. And I'll leave it to young bucks who think they can outthink sure. their way out of the industry. Uh, all I'm seeing is you're going to have to end up sucking a lot of dicks to be 
fucking profitable right now. They're I like, had a conversation about you the other day. Oh, it's chill. Um, I have a friend that's thinking very hard about opening up a restaurant. Dope. Uh, slash bar here in town. And he came to me and he was like, how would you like to come on board and maybe do like an AGM kind of thing with me mm-hmm. or whatever? And my first thought was like, I don't have Sounds the, like a nightmare. I don't have the first clue how to do it. Right. First of all, because I've never done it. Right. And he's like, well, he's like, I'm, I mean, I'd love to have you on board. And I'm like, well, we could talk about something else. We, sure. We're talking about different positions for me, but you popped into my head because I was like, well, I do have a friend that would be perfect for that. And you should offer him a job and he's going to tell you no. Probably. <laughs> well, and it, I don't know what the time frame on that is. It's, it, it, you know, this, this work as a lot of work has like you were mentioning, you know, Bobby's an IT professional. And if you want to flash backwards 10 years and see what that meant 10 years ago, same with what I do. I'm a restaurateur. 10 years ago, that meant something different than it means now. Yeah. It's not the same job. No. Things are different. And that's not bad. Things always change. And I've changed for the last 30 years throughout the course of business and its highs and lows and all the things that it means and all of its weird idiosyncrasies. I get it. It just, it seems like to be successful in specific things in this industry requires stuff that I don't know if I'm willing to give anymore. Yeah. You know, integrity away from my family. Yeah. Um, I'm not willing to not uh, be there for Christmas Eve. Yeah. I just, I'm not willing to do that. If you want to find some 24-year-old fucking dick kicker that's ready to fucking rock and roll and spaz out and do it, fuck yeah, dude. I was that guy. Sure. I'm just not ready to be that guy anymore, and the, the margins are so small right now. Yeah. Where breaking even seems like a fucking, a, a fucking win. Everybody's paid. And I'm paid because you're paid, paying yourself. Vendors paid, but yeah. Oddly enough, the people on the top of the food chain don't lose any money. Just saying. Sure. Um, but that's the way a corporation's built. Yeah. That's if you're smart. So, lot some job changes, and once I land on my thing, I will be more than happy to tell our listeners what I've done. But moving away from that, I'm doing con- some consulting right now and some small business stuff, some food related stuff that is blowing up right now in our town, and I'm doing some consult on that. But I'm just waiting for the right fucking brass ring cuz there's a thousand of them. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. There's a thousand brass rings. Grab the right one, my dude. It's not every brass ring's not what it appears to be. Almost sounds like a pearl of wisdom. <laughs> um, from a pearls of wisdom standpoint, uh, what would you say for the? Because we haven't been on in two weeks. Two weeks. What would be your pearls? What have you learned about yourself? Oh, in the Bobby last two Van weeks. Because um, there's, there's probably been a lot. <sighs> hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'll say something that keeps in line with the theme of what we're talking about on okay. this third act of the this episode. Um, I've definitely had moments where uh, I'm feeling a little passed by, mm. 
not passed up. No, but, I know. But I know maybe the saying. world has passed me by a little. Interesting. From a professional standpoint. From a just merely a professional standpoint. Not that I'm not good at what I do. Right. It's just that what I do has become less um, valuable. Interesting. Um, I, again, I, I'm as a pearl of wisdom. I'm. I want to do something else. I want to find something else. I want to find something that I really love to do. I can dig. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'd love to be able to find like a podcast production job that would make me money. But the, the, right. come on, that's pie in the sky. Right. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Right. But no, I want to find something to do with my life that pays my bills and just makes me happy. And that's my pearl of wisdom, I guess, is like, I don't think I'm at a point in my life where I'm thinking about becoming wealthy or becoming I want to be happy. Amen. I want to do something that makes me happy. Yes. I just want to do something that I like going to work mm. again. Yeah. I used to love going to work. Right. And I don't love going to work anymore. Right. What do I find? What do we find? Yeah. That makes us happy to get up and go to work, get the fuck out of bed because right now there's not a lot. Nah, man. I'll watch Dan Patrick till 10 a.m. Just laying <laughs> in bed. Because I'm just like, well, I don't want to give and you what know the what? F- the fuck am I getting up Feels for? Feels great. You know? um, kind of. I, I, <laughs> no, I understand where you're coming from. And it's interesting because I think what you just mentioned is um, a, a reflection of a lot of things going on for a lot of different people. This isn't just you. Uh, recently, there was data put out that there's a lot of people that simply aren't working because they don't want to work. And I'm not putting you in that category. What I'm simply saying is, I think, ultimately, this is showing that what we're doing in the in the work environment that we've created, much like Japan, um, has been detrimental to emotional, physical health. Yeah. We've created a society where you go, 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 go. And I grew up in the 80s. So it was like, if we're not doing 16 hours a day, you're a piece of shit. And you grew up in the same thing. And we're slowly starting to realize, like, do I need to do that? And a lot of people younger than us are starting to figure it out early. Where it's, I don't, do I need to do that? What do I need to be happy? Not wealthy, like you said. Wealth is a byproduct, I believe, of work happiness. Um, If you're happy at your work and do it well, financial rewards will follow if you're in the right place at the right time. It's not always. Nothing is always. Um, But I think we approach it the wrong way. I think we figured if you work constantly, all of that good stuff will follow. And at the end of the day, all it ended up being was anxiety attacks, panic attacks, bad health And I think people are starting to realize that now. And it's freaking out the millionaires and billionaires because they're seeing their labor pool diminish because people are simply not willing to whore themselves out for nothing. Yeah. And I hope this is a bellwether change. I hope. I do too. Um, Because as, as proud as I am, and I'm sure you are of the work that you've done and where you are, as proud as you are of that, 
I don't want anybody else to have to go through that. Yeah. This, that much of a struggle. Now, there's struggle in life, and I'm not trying to diminish that part of it. But there's got to be a better way to do this. There's got to be a better way to yeah. be successful, quote unquote. There, there has to be. Not everybody's going to be a Bill Gates or a fucking Fuckerberg or any of these people. Not everybody's going to be those people. They got the right place, right time, financial backing, super smart. I get it. I get it. We're not those guys. So what's left for people that want to live a high quality of life that don't want to have to work 100 hours a week all the time? Because yeah. that's, not, that's not living. For 16 bucks an hour. That's not living. It's on living. I've not lived. I miss Christmases and Christmas Eves and Thanksgivings. I've paid my dues. And here I am. Yeah. yeah. So where where are we at? Where are we um, at right hopefully now? Hopefully Costa Rica. Fucking A right. <laughs> Suck it, bitches. 